Hello, you are listening to an episode of Trade Talks, a podcast about the economics of trade policy. I'm Samir Keynes, the Trade and Globalization Editor for The Economist. And I'm Chad Bowne, a Senior Fellow at the Peterson Institute for International Economics. This week, we are going to talk about a piece of work that Chad did when he wasn't being a podcaster. Now, self-promotion does not come easily to Chad, but I said, what is the point of having a podcast if you can't promote your own stuff? Um, And he said, okay, we can do an episode, but only if we can get Emily Blanchard on as well. So we're going to hear from Emily about a recent paper that we put out with David Chor. Emily and David are both at the Tuck School of Business at Dartmouth College. And the paper is about the trade war in U.S. politics. And, And just as an editorial note, we recorded this episode with Emily just prior to the announcement of the phase one deal between the United States and China. So here I am with Chad, obviously, and also Emily. Emily, hello. Hello. I'm, I'm going to give a quick summary of what I think you did, and then we'll, we'll dive into the weeds. Um, just stop me if I get something wrong. So the big question here is, did the trade war affect the November 2018 midterm elections? Did the people affected by all these tariffs vote any differently to the ones who were not affected? So far, so good. Thanks. Okay, so you look at three policies. You look at the Trump administration's tariffs and and all of the tariffs. So the ones on China, steel, aluminium, washing machines, solar panels, the whole works. And then, second, you look at all of the tariffs that other countries applied in response. So all the retaliatory tariffs. So that's on things like steel, soybeans, lobsters, all the fun stuff. And then third, you look at the Trump administration's payouts to the farmers who got hit by the retaliatory tariffs. Yep. (laughs) Just say yes after every sentence. Okay, thank you. Um, Okay. So you look at those three things, those three policy changes, and then you work out where the people affected by those policy changes live. So, So what share of workers in a county were affected by one of these policies? Yep. So, so we're asking three things. First, whether people in the U.S. industries that got all of this new tariff protection were happy about it. So did counties with, with lots of workers in newly protected industries swing toward the Republicans in the, in the 2018 elections? Second, we're asking how the places hit by the retaliatory tariffs, how they voted. And third, we're asking whether the payouts helped. Did those subsidies to the farmers in 2018, did it help the Republican candidates in the 2018 election? Before we go on, can we be just really clear about what you are not measuring? Because because you're not looking here at the effects on people who suddenly had to pay all these tariffs, right? You're not asking, did the people paying the tariffs, did they swing away from the Republicans? Correct. Okay, so, so why? Because if you look at the debate out there, everyone's just jumping up and down about how Americans are paying the tariffs, all these American businesses paying for for you know, more expensive inputs. Doesn't doesn't that kind of seem important? It is, but, but there's a couple of reasons why we don't deal with it. Partly it's a data thing. We don't have great county-level information on which industries are using the products that got hit by the tariffs. And second, when it comes to consumers, even though it can be important economically for, for households, I really don't think the effects are going to be really big enough or, or salient enough to, to matter for them politically and affect how it is that they're going to vote. 
But even if it were, it would be really difficult for us to work that out because basically we're going to compare places that were more or less affected by those policies and see how it shows up in the 2018 election. And it's really just difficult to work out whether consumers in one county were impacted differently than shoppers in some other part of the United States. It's just a really challenging thing to, to try to measure. Okay, fine. So, so Emily, what were your priors going into this project? What does the academic literature say? So I want to be careful here because there's sort of a there's conventional wisdom among scholars about the influence of trade policy on voting. And that conventional wisdom is from lots and lots of research that was done before 2016 and this big trade war. So it used to be that that we knew sort of a couple things from political science and from economics. Voters do seem to care about their self-interest, particularly their job prospects, when they're thinking about their preferences over trade policy. But there's also a bunch of literature that suggests that, for the most part, voters aren't thinking about trade policy when they go to the polls. So the big drivers of voting are things like the Second Amendment and contraceptive rights and maybe big economic policy uh, changes like Social Security. So we really weren't sure what we would see after the trade war. Okay, let's talk about the, the methodology here. When you were working out how to answer this question of, of whether trade policy affects voting behavior, what mistakes were you trying to avoid? What, what sort of techniques would a terrible political economist have tried to use that you didn't want to use? The name of the game is to isolate changes in voting that are plausibly caused by a trade war and not something else. And so if we weren't careful with the data, uh, if we did a bad job, we wouldn't be isolating those changes. So it's tricky to do in this context, because voting is driven by all kinds of things. Demographics, economics, previous voting patterns, maybe even the way a campaign is run in a particular state. Maybe there's also a governor running at the same time, um, or maybe there's the power of incumbency. And so what we needed to do was control for all of these potential confounding factors that could otherwise give us a spurious correlation between the influence of the trade war in the local economy and the voting patterns and the changes in voting patterns that we see in the data. Right. If you find a correlation between the trade war and votes, you want to be really sure that that it's the trade war that's driving all the action and, and not something else. Okay. Chad, what did you find? All the effects we found were, were in the right direction that we expected. So people seem to like getting import protection from President Trump's tariffs. They did not like getting hit with the retaliatory tariffs, and the farmers did like the subsidies that they received. Of those three estimates, though, the first one wasn't statistically different from zero. So we can't rule out the possibility that people didn't actually care about the benefits provided by President Trump's tariffs. Can you tell whether there are any of the sub-policies that are, that are driving this? So is it any particular retaliatory tariff? Was one country very good at, at designing its retaliatory tariffs? Yeah. So the results are really coming out of the agricultural retaliation. Now, a lot of countries retaliated over agricultural products, but it really seems to be driven by the retaliation of China. Okay. So these results make sense to me. Uh, you've got one bunch of people who have been hurt by tariffs, and then you've got a different bunch of people who have actually 
been helped because their foreign competitors are now being hit by by tariffs. Uh, and if we think about you know what what people generally think about losses and wins, they tend to be more upset about losing a dollar than they are happy about gaining a dollar. So the retaliatory tariffs would show up in the data more. That that seems fairly intuitive to me. But just on these second two effects, we have the the retaliatory tariffs and and the subsidies, and then they're going in in opposite directions. Obviously, they weren't zero. We we think there were real effects there. But Emily, w- were they big enough to matter? Well, it turns out that the effects were biggest in those marginal districts where Republicans had just barely lost the majority of the vote in 2016. So in the swing counties, where a couple of votes could have mattered either way, that's precisely where we see this influence of the trade war. And specifically, it's precisely where we see the effects of retaliatory tariffs that were working against Republicans. On average, the effects are more modest. Um, So when we look across all counties, we still see that effect of retaliatory tariffs on Republican vote share, but it's it's much smaller in general. Um, but maybe that doesn't matter so much because, again, the key effects were concentrated in the counties where it would have mattered the most. So to me, this sounds like the policies were working as intended. If you think about the Chinese or or the Europeans or the Mexicans trying to apply political pressure in the U.S., then then they're going to want to hit places where the Republicans are most vulnerable. But is it right to say that basically they succeeded here? Well, here I'd be a little careful. Clearly, the retaliatory tariffs, there are these patterns in the data that suggest that they influenced the U.S. election outcomes. But according to our results, that effect was strongest in swing counties. But when we look at the data on what kinds of places did the retaliatory tariffs hit the hardest, it's actually super Republican districts. And so our results would suggest that U.S. trading partners could have done better if they'd focused on hitting the goods that are produced by swing counties. Now, maybe that's a little Machiavellian, but that is what a strict reading of the data would say. Okay, so we know that these trade policies were associated with voting behavior. But were the effects big enough to flip any races? Could this have actually mattered for the election outcome? The short answer is is yes. We think that the trade war may have cost Republicans about five House seats uh, when we add up the votes. And so that seems meaningful. The blue wave was about 40 seats overall, um, so the trade war wasn't all of it, for sure. And I would be surprised if we found results that suggested that, but it, it definitely mattered. Let's move on now from the tariffs and, and talk about the other thing that you look at in your paper, which is healthcare. So, so tell us, why did you look at healthcare? Healthcare was a really big deal in the 2018 midterm election. The Republican Party had been trying to repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act for the previous two years. And so a lot of Democratic campaigns for the House of Representatives were centered around this issue. So it was important to include this for two reasons. First, just as a control, it's entirely possible that for all we knew, healthcare was correlated with trade war exposure. And so we wanted to make sure that healthcare 
wasn't somehow driving our results that we would otherwise attribute to the influence of the trade war. But it's also a really cool thing to include in the analysis because we wanted context. So including healthcare allows us to compare the estimated influence of the trade war with something else, namely all of the policy conversation around healthcare and the Affordable Care Act, we could compare the size of our estimated effects. And that would give us a bit of a benchmark to say these results make sense or these results don't make sense. I'm convinced that healthcare was a, was a good thing to look at. Uh, so, so what did you do and what did you find? So the first thing we did is a bunch of homework from colleagues who are not trade economists, but actually think about uh, healthcare, healthcare policy, and the political influences of healthcare policy. And so one of the things we found is, and this makes sense, that one of the clear predictors of voters' preferences over healthcare policy is healthcare coverage. Uh, and so it's both the level of healthcare coverage, but even more importantly, it's the recent increase in healthcare coverage. So into our data, we included very detailed county level information on how much local healthcare coverage had increased in the five years following the passage of the Affordable Care Act in 2010. And so when we looked at the influence of recent increases in healthcare coverage, what we found is that mattered to in elections. And specifically, maybe not surprisingly, that worked against Republicans. So in counties where healthcare coverage had increased a lot in the last five years, uh, so following the passage of the Affordable Care Act, we found that those counties shifted systematically away from Republicans and towards Democratic candidates. Can you put numbers on those impacts? So when we do the math, it looks like health care may have influenced uh, enough votes to cost the Republicans another eight House seats in the 2018 elections. So a bigger influence than what we estimate for the trade war. Chad, w- were you surprised by those numbers? No, I, I, I wasn't surprised. The results actually make sense when you look deeper into the data. So the issue of Healthcare and increases in health insurance coverage was much more widespread across the United States than the impacts of President Trump's tariffs, the retaliatory tariffs, or any of these agricultural subsidies. So healthcare was a, was a bigger economic policy issue. And so from that perspective, it makes sense that it was also a bigger political issue in the 2018 election. When you hear about trade policy, you often hear that you know trade creates winners and losers and you can have some very concentrated groups of people affected by this. Whereas healthcare, you might think, is a very broad policy area. And, you know, you think about the impact of the China shock or, or, you know, the way that we think about trade policy working. It's actually not surprising to me that trade policy would, would sort of show up in an election disproportionate to the size of its actual economic significance, you know, relative to healthcare, which is which is massive. I'm not, you know, we have a trade podcast, trade is massive. But that healthcare was really, really massive. Do you think this is an example of, of the concentrated effects of trade policy mattering here? No, I, I do. I, I think our results show that it, it actually takes a combination of factors for trade policy to matter in, in an election. There has to be a big enough economic effect but then it has to be targeted in a place 
where it can actually make a difference. And our results suggest that a lot of places where, for example, the subsidies were, were having a big effect, that really wasn't going to move the needle on the election outcome because those were really highly Republican areas of the country that were just not going to change away from being Republican almost regardless of what you did. So in order for some of these policies to have an effect, they really need to be in these marginal places. And so it takes the combination of the economic effect and then it being geographically located in a place where it can actually make a difference. And in the case of healthcare, because it is such a bigger policy in terms of impacting much broader swaths of the country, there are many, many more marginal places where it could have an impact on, on an election outcome. Emily, let's go back to you. Just thinking back to these tariffs, I think it's tempting to take away from your analysis, and I suspect we've been speaking as, as though the claim is that the trade war caused a swing away from the Republicans in, in the 2018 election. How confident are you in that claim of, of a causal connection there? So... What we do see are very clear patterns in the data. These patterns in the data we know are not caused by other demographic effects. They're not caused by the county-level composition of the local economy. They're not caused by unemployment. They're not caused by health care. They're not caused by a whole host of previous voting patterns. And so it's hard to come up with a story that's not the trade war influencing the voting outcomes. But of course, we can't rule it out. Right. I'm just it, I, I would be defying my my uh, profession if I uh, aggressively claimed causal identification here. It's an event study. The tariffs happened. The elections happened after we look at the relationship between the two. Chad, I have a question for you. Are you worried about some of the effects getting lost in the analysis? So in returning to my point earlier, you have these two offsetting effects. Now, you might have people, say, in the steel industry who are happy because they got tariff protection, but the people working nearby who want to use steel, they might be very upset because their bosses couldn't increase their pay because they were you know, having to pay loads more for, for their steel inputs. If you find no effect on the counties helped by, by the Trump administration's tariffs, could it be because these other effects are effectively cancelling them out? So th th that could be part of what's going on here. I think there's definitely the sense that there could be more going on than we're able to measure with the data that we have, though I do think we have a, a pretty good first approximation of what's really important. In the effect you mentioned, it, I think it actually would understate the negative impact of the trade war on the Republicans in, in the election. But the other thing to keep in mind is there could also be an offsetting positive effect of everyone else who suddenly gets these really cheap agricultural products because of the, the Chinese retaliation. So American farmers that raise pigs, for example, they now have access to really cheap soybeans as an input, as a feed to those pigs because of the retaliation. And we're not capturing that either. So there are some of these what we call second order effects out there that we just aren't able to capture it with the data that we have at hand. Last question goes to Emily. What does all of this mean for the next election? So a couple of observations. Tariffs have gone up, not down. This is true. U.S. tariffs have gotten bigger. Retaliatory tariffs have gotten bigger. This is all since the fall of 2018. And the U.S. ag bailout promises to get bigger. So I think the potential drivers are getting stronger, not weaker. There's also good reason to think that some of the 
producer side or the jobs effect of tariffs may take a little while to unfold. When we're thinking about the 2018 elections, there might not have been enough time for retaliatory tariffs to influence all of the workers who would ultimately be affected. In the next election, we'll be two more years down the road, and so maybe we'll see stronger effects. We'll see. There's a lot of other stuff going on, all else equal, and it's a presidential election. So pretty much anything can happen. I feel like anything can happen between now and then. Uh, Short answer, I don't know, but it's probably, the trade war is probably not helpful for Republicans. I'm hoping that that will be the closest we come to a presidential prediction on trade talks. Emily, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Chad, thanks for coming on trade talks. My pleasure. Okay, that is all for Trade Talks. A huge thank you to Emily Blanchard of the Tuck School of Business at Dartmouth College for the great research and also for keeping Chad out of my hair. And thanks to Devine Chor as well, our other co-author. We're going to have Devine come on and Trade Talks at some point later to talk about some of his other research. But for this one, we will post a link to the Trade War and Voting paper at the episode page of our website. That is at www.tradetalkspodcast.com. And thanks also to Colin Warren, our audio guy. Do follow us on Twitter. I'm at Samaya Keynes. And I'm at Chad Bound. And we're on at trade underscore underscore talks. That's not one but two underscores, at trade underscore underscore talks. Because two economic policies that matter to voters is better than one. That's two policies, so tariffs and healthcare. We've gone back to the days of having to explain the joke, haven't we? <laughs> I, had, I had really high ambitions for this podcast. <laughs>